What is she? Oh, that tail is so nice. Are they dead? A chorus of strange voices stirred in Marcus' ears, rousing him to awaken. His eyes circled the room, curious as to what had happened. The sky was gone and replaced with a stone ceiling. He blinked a few times and considered the possibility that he could still be asleep. Is he awake? One of the voices said. Marcus realized the voices he heard were not in his mind, and that he was no longer on canyon floor either. Turning his head, he looked around to see where he had been taken, and by whom. A troop of small people stood around him and Crystal. They were just short of a foot tall, stout, and supported long white beards. Every one of them wore exquisite little clothes, embroidered all over with fine threads and made up of impressive fabrics. Marcus sat up quickly. What? Who? Where am I? The dozen or so little people scrambled to retreat from him. The fear filled their eyes. Marcus noticed that Crystal was still sleeping. He reached over and shook her. Wake up! Wake up! She stirred and opened her eyes, looking right at him. A soft smile spread across her lips as she stretched. Oh, good morning, Marcus. After a moment to yawn and blink, she suddenly realized her surroundings and stood up. What's going on? I don't know. Marcus scooted over to her and took her by the hand. What do you want with us? He looked down at his feet. They were cold, and he was shoeless. Where are my shoes? An old man walked up to them with the help of a cane, wearing a wide smile. We just wanted to keep you safe. We found you and your friends sleeping in the canyon last night, and we were worried for you. These mountains are a dangerous place to be, especially for young things like you. The old man pointed to Marcus' feet. We found your shoes were in bad shape and needed some work. We are quite handy with that and took them to make them better. Your lady friend there did not have shoes, so we measured her feet and are having some made for her. My people don't wear shoes, Crystal said. Marcus frowned at him. What are you? The old man bowed. I am King Breck of the Mountain Gnomes. This is the last kingdom of gnomes. He held out his hand to introduce them to the location. The cave they were in was a perfectly carved city made up of a lot of small buildings and homes with walkways and a crystal clear river running through it. The buildings and walkways were carved directly from the stone so that it looked like they had simply grown out of the rock. Along the walls were large glowing crystals that provided the light. Marcus could see in the distance that there were little farms as part of the city, growing fields of large mushrooms. Crystal cocked her head. Gnomes? I thought all the gnomes disappeared just after the Great War. Most of my kind did not survive the war, King Breck answered. These mountains were home to our civilization. And it was a great place. When the darkness came to the mountains and tainted us with dark magic, many of the gnomes did not survive. My people lived beneath the mountains and were protected somewhat from the taint. Since the mountains' only inhabitants are those hideous imps that take fiendish delight in killing any of my people who dare to leave. I'm sorry to hear that, Crystal said sympathetically. Why did you bring us in here? And how? Marcus asked. Breck motioned for them to stand and follow him. 
Marcus and Crystal tried to stand, but had to hunch over to make concession for the low ceiling of the cave. He led them into the city. We have a sense of these mountains. We can feel the comings and goings of things above. When some of my guards sensed you up there, we thought you had died. When we went to check, we found that you were merely asleep. As I said, the imps are terrible monsters and would kill you if they found you. So I ordered you brought here. Crystal, still holding Marcus' hand, asked, How did you get us here without waking us? And did you happen to bring our stuff? We had a bag, Marcus added. Our moving you wasn't hard. We carried you through the stone with ease and brought you here, Breck said. Through the stone? Crystal asked. Breck stopped at a natural pillar, which held up this part of the ceiling. He put his hand up to it and pressed his fingers into it, wriggling them around as a child.